0: What is going on, everybody? This is Big Red, and thank you for tuning in to the first episode ever of Big Red's Banter. Now, unfortunately, it has some busy stuff going on with school and work, so he wasn't able to get an episode recorded this week, so I am jumping on this opportunity to kind of do something I've been wanting to do for a while on an episode here, uh, mostly by myself. Uh, Mostly myself wanting to do it because I want to talk James Harden. Um, and I think this is a perfect opportunity to do that with both Giannis and James Harden kind of peaking in the first round of the playoffs here. Rucks is a four seed beating up on the Jazz and Bucks as the one seed beating up on the Pistons. Um, honestly, what I really want to do get into here this, for this first episode of Big Red's banter is just go at the MVP case. Uh, obviously, I'm a little biased on the Harden front. Um, I can tell you right now my vote is for James Harden. Uh, but I want to kind of give as much of an unbiased report as I can. And at the very least, I hope you can walk away from listening to this and just appreciate what an incredible season that James Harden has had. Um, and obviously, uh, we're going to talk about Giannis's greatness as well, just probably not as much. So without further ado, um, this is the MVP debate. It is the case; it's kind of come down to two guys, Giannis and James Harden. Paul George fell a bit out of the race, uh, and understandably so. With Thunder fallen in the standings, and his numbers never really quite matching up to either Giannis or Harden individually. Uh, so with that, and we'll just kind of take things away. I'll get the, I'll get the obvious out of the way. We'll go into Giannis, the current MVP favorite. Uh, Dude is having an absolutely phenomenal season, and I don't want to take away from that at all by saying that I think Harden should win. Uh, The Greek Freaks averaging 27.7 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game, Selma 6 assists, shooting 58%. Uh, He leads the league in player efficiency rating at 30.9. He's absolutely having a phenomenal season, and with the Bucs emergence as a top-five team on offense and defense, Giannis has emerged as arguably the best two-way player in the league. Um I would say he's past Kawhi, I would say he's past Paul George. We don't get to see LeBron in the playoffs this year, so I guess we, we don't really get to see him play defense. So I mean that's kind of the Giannis is there. That that's his narrative. He led the best. He's the best player on the best team in the league and is well on his way to unseating LeBron for throne and title of the best player in basketball. Um having an absolutely phenomenal season. He, it, numbers are comparable to Shaquille O'Neal's 2000 MVP season, uh, where he averaged 29 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 blocks. Player efficiency player efficiency rating was a career high and league-leading 30.6, which is actually less than Giannis has this year. Um, and as you heard my numbers earlier, they're slightly less, but they're different players playing different styles. Shaq was a center. Um Giannis is big enough to be a center, but kind of plays more of a point-forward role. Uh, And on top of that, he put together the best season that we've seen all around, all across the numbers, um, leading his team in points, rebounds. Uh, Had an absolutely phenomenal season, and I don't want to take away from that at all. But taking away from his MVP case, uh, I think that Giannis has very much benefited from a great roster around him, relatively healthy for most of the year, Uh, and then... Budenholzer becoming their coach, and he is probably going to win NBA Coach of the Year. Um, I'm fine with that. I accept that, and I I think he will. Uh, The Bucs had a phenomenal season, going kind of from worst to first a little bit. But on top of that, Budenholzer's a fantastic coach and built a scheme that was perfectly fit to Giannis. Now, one could argue that DeAntoni did that for Harden in Houston— uh, and in years past, I might completely accept that argument, as they have fill, like filled players around him that have perfectly fit his play style to optimize his performance. But this year is a little different for injuries and performance reasons. Everything kind of went, everything kind of went the Bucks way this year in terms of health and just chemistry and gelling and all that. And so Giannis benefited from having way less pressure, played less minutes, um, didn't have to go out and be the best player on the court. Every single night, even though he was most nights. And and don't get me wrong, he was most nights. And Giannis, absolutely, I'll probably say it a million times before this is over, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Per 100 possessions, Giannis was a plus 22, uh, 121 offensive rating, 99 defensive rating, which is, that's unreal. Um, for, For comparison, even Harden had a 118 offensive rating and a 108 defensive rating. It was a plus 10 differential, which... Is still phenomenal, but Giannis is a little bit better in that regard, and that kind of shows you the two-way prowess that Giannis Giannis has really showcased throughout this entire season, and what kind of made him willing or deserving of these MVP considerations. Uh, moving on, I guess the last kind of last kind of couple things I want to say about Giannis before I dive real deep into Harden is. Giannis' advanced stats, he leads in player efficiency rating 30.9, which is 12th all-time, higher than Harden for this year, and he's got a 64.4 true per, true shooting percentage this year, which is also higher than Harden, but the volume is not even remotely close, and that's something we'll get a little deeper when we talk about Harden's scoring. Uh, a 32.3 usage percentage, also pretty low in in the league. I mean, it's right up there with your number ones on every team, but Harden was around 40, not even close uh, in terms of usage, and so that's why that true shooting percentage is that's part of the reason why it doesn't play such a capital role in kind of discussing the efficiency rating and efficiency in general of both these two players. Uh, Giannis had 14.4 win shares, which is just another kind of a, basically an intangible stat that kind of ropes value in general. Um, as well as another stat and advanced stats for, uh, is VORP, which is value over replacement player, joint six, which was while very good. Once again, paled in comparison to James Harden's nine point or eight point three, excuse me, uh, for the value over replacement player, which showed that Harden was far and above, at least in the eyes of advanced statistics, with the exception of player efficiency rating, which he was just below. Giannis was pretty much the best player in the NBA according to advanced stats, which is another reason why you should look at. Harden as the MVP over Giannis. But once again, Giannis, best player on the best team, has by far the best MVP argument. Um, I One thing that I would like to point out that kind of detracts from him is he's missed 10 games this year. Uh, the Bucks were 4-6 and six in that time, so you somewhat see the value of Giannis to the team there as they had a losing record without him. Uh, but they were able to beat a playoff team at the time in the Lakers when he missed a game there. They beat Toronto without him. Uh, they... And some of their losses are a little bit more telling, uh, and losses to the Cavs, um, Wizards, teams that aren't good. And so you can't really put the Giannis in there because if they lose, if they beat a good team, it if they beat a bad team, it doesn't really tell you a whole lot about Giannis not being there. Um, if they lose to a bad team, it either tells you that Giannis is super, super vital to the Bucks, or that they just were missing their best player, didn't have their best stuff, and a lower-seeded team or lower team took advantage of him, and I think that's kind of the case just because the games Giannis has missed and the wins, I mean, it's not like they've lost to a bunch of bad teams. They've just kind of split it out, been inconsistent without Giannis, which I think is pretty natural considering the runs a, runs a scheme and concept that relies really heavily um, on Giannis and being that focal point player, And then again, not to say that they can't play without him, but when you have that kind of chemistry and Budenholzer Spurs-like teams, uh, you want all your best players on the court. And The Bucks have been healthy enough to do that for most of the year, and because of that, they were the number one seed uh, in the East, best team in the NBA, and that is Giannis's, his best player on the best team, had a phenomenal season. Uh, and in, I think in any other year, he would be a hands-down MVP. I wouldn't be arguing. Unfortunately, this isn't any other year. This is a year in which we saw James Harden, absolutely light the league on fire averaged 36.1 points per game seven and a half assists and 6.8 rebounds I absolutely phenomenal season Um, in in terms of scoring now James Harden is absolutely not the same two-player that Giannis is Giannis is arguably I would say he is the best two-way player in the league right now and it's not a debate between many names um, James Harden is not on that well he does have improving defense uh, he's 15th in the league in defensive win shares um, not too far off from Giannis but um, among a bunch of good defenders in that name and in their namesake and then on top of that he was number two in the league in steals per game with two tied with Chris Paul uh, and and so I mean that just shows that while Harden's still it, he's never going to be a defensive force. We're never going to call him a Kawhi or anything like that. He's at, he he in the last few years he's consistently shown more effort and intensity on the defensive end. And and he isn't there aren't you can't put together these compilations of Harden not playing defense. It's old news. Uh, and I <laughs> I want people to just move on from it because Harden has worked hard to become an okay defender he's not a good defender not a great defender by any means but he's okay he's serviceable out there he's not a liability and that's all you can ask for a dude that pours in 36 points on the other end and assists on seven and a half i mean that's ridiculous i to go out and put in 36 points a game alone is ridiculous to assist on seven and a half more buckets in a single game that's that's at minimum 15 points, assuming it's all twos. That's at minimum, I guess, 16 points if you're rounding up to eight. So that, But essentially, that means that at minimum, James Harden is responsible for 51 points per game in 2019. He was responsible for 51 points per game. And on the second best rated offense in the NBA, just a point, a fraction of a point behind the Warriors, it's unbelievable. It's a level... It's a level of scoring that we really, a scoring and facilitating that hasn't been seen in a very long time. It's a level of scoring alone that hasn't been seen since Michael Jordan. I <clears throat> And it's just not, it's not just the scoring about Harden either. It's about the efficiency. And it's, it's a level of scoring, Kobe Bryant has never put together a season over 36 points per game. So already right now, just in terms of scoring, Michael Jordan has done something, that is better than a player that is considered a goat and is at his position, the shooting guard. Many, many people. Well, Kobe fans will. Many will argue that Kobe Bryant is the greatest of all time. And if that's the argument that you're going to give me, then look at Harden's season here. That not just by the points alone measure, but by efficiency as well, has put together a season that is better than arguably the best season that Kobe Bryant ever put together, averaging 35.4. I, it, that to me speaks for itself. And then when you go on top of that and you look deeper and the only player not named Wilt Chamberlain to average 36 plus points per game is Michael Jordan and he averaged 37.1. 37.1 points per game. Now, that's phenomenal. Michael Jordan, probably the greatest of all time. There's there's debate between him and LeBron. But when you're telling... But James Harden put on a season that is on par with the best statistical season that Michael Jordan has ever put together. And you're telling me that that's not MVP worthy. That's not going to earn an MVP. To me, that's ridiculous. Michael Jordan is the best player of all time. You believe this. Most people believe this. And if you don't, then it's LeBron's right there. LeBron's going to pass him. LeBron already has, but either way. LeBron's never put up a season even remotely close to this. Now, he's a different kind of player, but he's never put up a season even remotely close to this. LeBron has four MVPs. James Harden deserves this MVP, and not just because of this ridiculous scoring number and the ridiculous scoring streak that he also went on. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. The last kind of thing I want to say about his scoring is that the most phenomenal, the most phenomenal thing about this in general is we've literally never seen, with, with the exception of Wilt, I mean, Wilt's an aberration. I'm not going to talk about Wilt anymore because, aside from the streak, but <coughs> Wilt's an aberration playing, playing in his prime against dudes that just weren't ready to handle a dude like that. And so he put up ridiculous scoring numbers, and no one's ever going to touch them. So the only real comparison for us is Michael Jordan in that 86-87 season with 37.1 points per game. James Harden's 30.6 player efficiency rating this year was higher than Michael Jordan's that year in 86-87, just slightly, but it was. James Harden's usage percentage of 40.5% this year is the highest in NBA, a second highest in NBA history behind only Russell Westbrook in his triple-double season. His first triple-double season, I guess. Uh, so that's a massive amount of of usage. The second most all-time, you can see that there Kobe Bryant's in the next closest after that with a 38 Percent in his 05-06 season. Michael Jordan's 86-87 is slightly lower at 38.2. Either way, most most usage percentage of any player not named Russell Westbrook in league history, and James Harden still averaged 36 0.1 points per game with a 61.6% true shooting percentage, which is fairly close to top of the league. It's, it's higher than Kobe Bryant. It's, it's well higher, 4% higher than Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan's two highest scoring seasons in their careers, the so 37.1 and 35.4. So essentially James Harden, this season put on the best scoring and most efficient scoring season that we've ever seen from a perimeter player. In NBA history. And that to me is absolutely unbelievable that a player like this could lose the MVP race. And now I understand that the Rockets are the four seed. But that's something you just simply have to overlook. Chris Paul missed 24 games. Clint Capella missed 15 games. Eric Gordon missed 14 games. And that's not even mentioning the fact that before Chris Paul and Eric Gordon missed those games. They were playing terribly. The Rockets got off to a garbage start. A hot garbage start that made everyone lose their mind about losing 36-year-old Trevor Ariza and Luka Mbamute who barely played in the finals. Obviously, those worries have gone by the wayside because of Harden's phenomenal season in which he put this team on his absolute back and carried them to within two games of the number two seat after being 11-14 and with Chris Paul out. And before Chris Paul got out, Chris Paul was literally playing... Like, he hit his decline. He, like, he had immediately hit his decline, and it was like, wow. Rockets just gave this dude, like, $200 million. Unbelievable. He's since come back and played slightly better. He's not in his form of last year, but he's definitely playing far better, and the Rockets are benefiting from it. Eric Gordon? Eric Gordon was playing like he didn't even know how to shoot the basketball. He shot under 33% from the field and under 25% from three through the team's first 14 games. Absolutely unbelievable. Harden can't control things like that. You lose Clint Capella, your defensive anchor, you can't control things like that. But there is something that Harden can't control. And it's to go out and absolutely slaughter NBA defenses night after night with an array of stepbacks, a new floater, free throws, threes from everywhere. Just an absolute barrage of offense. On a team that desperately needed it, a team that was 11 and 14 before he started his historic 32 consecutive game, 30 point scoring streak that absolutely carried the Rockets and took them from that 11 and 14 to the bottom of the West to the four seed and eventually peaking at the two seed shortly. Uh, The Rockets, James Harden is the most valuable player to the Rockets. Without James Harden, the Rockets aren't, not only are they not even in, contention with beating the Warriors, but they probably aren't even a playoff team. Chris Paul's been good at taking his team to the playoffs, but missing 24 games, you're not going to get there. So the Rockets absolutely needed James Harden to carry him this year, and he he, he kicked it into a gear that nobody even thought was possible. Reaching near 30 years old, reaching where typically players start to decline, James Harden reached heights that most people believed unattainable, that were unattainable after Michael Jordan did it. Unattainable after Kobe Bryant did it. Well, now it's unattainable after James Harden did it. And I will sit here and wait for the day that a player averages 36 points per game with the efficiency that James Harden had this season. Absolutely phenomenal. 32 consecutive games with at least 30 points. That's the second most all-time. The next name's on the list. Here's the only other time I'm going to mention Wilt. Number one at 65, number three at 31, number four at 25, in 61, 62, and 60. 50, 60 years almost since we last saw this. absolutely absurd. And in during that season, James Harden had his had his chronicle MVP moment. Playing against the Warriors without Chris Paul, put up a herculean effort. Absolutely herculean effort to beat the Golden State Warriors with in overtime. He it'd be essentially he dropped 44, 15, and 10, I believe. Absolutely absurd. And hits the game-winning three with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green in his face. It's my screenshot, screensaver on my phone, it with the words MVP above it. And I think that perfectly emphasizes... I, James Harden took a team that had no business beating the best team in basketball and beat them basically by himself, by his heroics. And I, at the end of the day, James Harden, to me is my MVP, and probably always will be. I was joking with Ant the other day that he could feasibly have had four MVPs by now. Curry obviously deserved his. I will go to my grave saying Russ didn't deserve his. Uh, but either way, James Harden's season is something that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives. And at the end of the day, Giannis had an incredible season with numbers and performance that made him arguably the best two-way player in the best on the best NBA team. He had an unbelievable season that normally is worth an mvp every time like i said as it normally goes to the best player on the best team normally this is hands down a giannis season giannis mvp the first of many i'm sure it will be even if he does probably win it I, but this year we re, we witnessed a t- statistical marvel that we won't see that we've at minimum been proven we won't see again for another 20 years unless he comes out and does it again next year but i there are a ton of factors to show why he won't need to do that look at health as the first one this is a season It's a season that surpassed any season Kobe Bryant's ever put together, and more efficient than the best season Michael Jordan ever put together, and only slightly less points. Harden carries team to a four-seed on a roster that performed poorly, was hurt, absolutely the most valuable player to his team in a historical season that 100% deserves back-to-back MVPs. And even when Giannis probably wins it this year, I'm going to say right now that this season is not going to be remembered for Giannis' great season. Unless, of course, he wins the finals, things change, you remember it for championships, but that's a different story. Assuming that doesn't happen, this season will be remembered for one of the greatest scoring seasons of all time, and we'll look at it, at, we'll look at these numbers, we'll look at them, just like the same way that we look at some of the numbers that Wilt put up when he didn't win an MVP, or Oscar Robinson when he didn't win an MVP. And we'll look at these numbers and be like, my god, how did this guy not win an MVP? And so that's all I really got to say on it. Um, James Harden's my MVP. Uh, I hope you feel the same. If you don't, I'd love to hear about it. Um, Hope you like listening to Just Big Red talk today. Um, And stay tuned for more Big Red's banter. All right, Big Red signing off.